killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Let's go back to mid to late 90s, all right? You with yeah. me? Okay, let's do it. Let's go. All right, we're in when you're living room, um, looking at your shelf. There's a bunch of VHS tapes, okay, like home homemade VHS tapes. I don't mean movies on VHS. I mean just those black tapes that you buy and tape shit on. Uh-huh. What do you have recorded on those? What do I have recorded on those? Yeah, what's what's in your household? What is record? Is it home videos? Is it it's, TV shows that you're recording? Um, it's gonna be some episodes of America's Funny Home Videos. Nice. <laughs> it's gonna be um, one of them. I think is gonna be Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, that you recorded off TV one time, yeah. Um, and I think most of the movies that we did that way were gonna be, were comedies. I was, I was scarred after Aliens. Mm-hmm. I uh, did I in '95. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, recording over TV horror movies. Right. Um, what have you got? Um, episodes of The Simpsons is what comes to mind. I was yeah. I thought there might have been a few of those in there, but definitely America's Funny Some Videos. Yeah, put it in the VCR, hit record the second it comes on, and that way you have a whole back catalog. That way, when nothing's on TV, you can go to your VHSs and plow through them. And I meticulously recorded The Simpsons every day to try to get all of them. Oh my god, you did! I well, I only had I think eighteen or nineteen VHS tapes worth, and some of them were those six-hour VHSs, so they could fit. You know, like bunch of 12 to 14 episodes of The Simpsons on it. Yeah. But I had them all like labeled in the tiniest handwriting. And of mm. course, out of order, because you're at the whim of whatever is on CBC at yeah. 6 and 6.30. CBC is they're... a Canadian channel. I remember. I remember getting to like come home from school and watch like three, four, five episodes of Simpsons in a day. Yeah. On like yeah different channels, like kind of curiously in a row. Yeah. A back fe- to back. Yeah. A few like just before five and like at that time and then a few like around seven, eight, like that makes sense. I yeah. watched a lot of Simpsons a day. Totally. And I mean, you were so excited when it was an episode that you hadn't seen in oh, a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it would be the same episodes that you had recorded and you've watched so much because you'd play those tapes when nothing else was on TV. Um, but even now when I go back and watch seasons of The Simpsons, there'll be episodes that I've only seen maybe once or twice because we were we had to yield to just whatever yeah. was on TV and whatever we happened to had recorded. If you had some kind of soccer practice, then you'd happen to miss, you know, that's one episode that you hadn't seen in so yeah. long. Kids these days won't really relate at all. Won't know that like cuz they're looking at Netflix and they see everything that that TV show's ever made from top to bottom in order yeah. and they watch them sequentially without having to turn it off when they don't want to. Yeah. And yeah, for us is like we got what they gave us. Yeah, and that's why I think so much more TV earlier like before the era of Netflix and streaming was so episodic where you could it was okay to miss a bunch of episodes. There wasn't through plots because we didn't have that luxury of being able to yeah. catch up if we had missed an episode. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, most of them were pretty standalone and I mean it also Yeah. just like I was saying it was like it really it really held uh it was really good for comedy and yeah. like sitcoms and stuff like that. It was the prime of watching things that just made me chuckle for 22 minutes. Totally. But that's all I can picture of my VHSs at home. Like just Simpsons episodes. You're right, there had to have been a few uh, movies that the, I recorded off of space or the, something like that. Um, of just those blank black yeah those blank black and ones that you one buy. of them was your graduation eventually. yeah i'm sure there was home videos too yeah <laughs> well i know that we didn't have like a video camera so like there were very few home videos that we were ever watching right um and i never went to any graduation of mine so there's definitely no, no tips yeah. of that <laughs> there you go <laughs> right, your ballet recital then yeah 
Well, that's well documented. Yeah, that's, I wanted that's to do, now on a DVD. I wanted to do ballet as a kid because my sister did when I was four or five and she was going to ballet class. I wanted to. Yeah. And my father said, no, he's not. He's not going to ballet. How'd that work out for you? Well, I now dance in secret and <laughs> I still have a lot of shame about it. But <laughs> twirler's got a twirl. Got a um, spinner's got a spin. Yeah. Am I uh, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. Dave's got a little fidget spinner. Check out the Snapchat feed for some of that action as he learns more cool tricks to show off. I'm going to be fidget spinning. Um, I'm doing it right now. You he guys is. don't even know. Well, bring it up to the mic. Give it a little spin. And... Yeah. And this is like, it's really easy to focus on and it's, yeah. Yeah. It keeps you grounded. I to, get it. To me, that fidget box almost seems more appealing for anxiety because there's um, the thing with, you know what I'm talking about? That cube that yeah, has... Yeah. The, the little fidget cubes. Yeah. Every like side has like a, a roller, Yeah. A button. Yeah. To me, I feel like that would be better for my anxiety. Like I could just kind of constantly play with that thing and not think about it too much. I think uh, maybe. I think that depends on how each person's like um, mental whatever presents itself because for me, I've like, I think about that and there are, are things... Um, that I have in my life as a person who fidgets a lot, yeah. like even your pen, you know, you'll want the lid to be on a certain way and you'll want it to be clicked or not clicked or whatever. Right. You know, I think with one of those fidget cubes, I'll want every one of those things to be in a certain orientation, you know, and then I'll switch it and switch yeah. it back. I think that'll like, I think that's a little too um focusy for me yeah no thank this, you that's good anxiety isn't something that you can just like cast a wide net over and yeah. say this is going to be relieving for certain people yeah and i absolutely. think that's exactly it like for me i want something that kind of i'm, I'm constantly can play with and fidget with whereas maybe for you spinning that thing is relieving in itself just to feel it going constantly and yeah it's it's something about like you spin it once and then it goes for a long time it feels like a little automated like something's happening right you know? so you can kind of chill out as that thing's spinning and not yeah. feel and you need to intervene any further yeah and uh, like if if i feel like it's slowing down i can stop it and start it again like it's a very yeah that's cool. it's, it's got like a real satisfying weight to it you know it's kind of satisfying just watching you spin the thing too if, if not feels, even doing it myself yeah. it feels really good i gotta admit like and you're shopping around for, I mean, this is one of your run-of-the-mill, bought-at kiosk, $10 ones, and you're shopping around yeah. currently for a high-end one. This is a little crap piece of plastic. I, I can see, like, the weighted, like, bearings, and I could just push them out if I tried really hard. Right. Like, it's not it's not in- incredibly built, it's, but it's such a simple principle, and it's based around one well-oiled spinning bearing. Yeah. So, it like... It spins very effectively. Yeah, it's... Re- they're all going to be genuinely pretty good. Yeah. Because it's so simple. And yeah. where we're at right now in history, there hasn't been like a fidget spinner brand that has emerged as the chief, ob- like yeah. the big high end version of the fidget spinner. Yeah. I was just asking the guy, I'm like, is there like, is there one I should buy? Is there something I should look for? And he's like, nah, just get what, what you like, you know, and right. there's like better metal ones that look awesome, but yeah, they're all going to be like this and they all work the same. And I greased all these ones myself and I tried them. He's like, you can spin it if you want. I'm nice. like, I don't know what I'm looking at. So have I'll you greased it. this? Have you added? No, any? He, he did it to all of them before like they went out for sale. So cool. I'm sure, I'm sure one will emerge though, right? That seems like the natural life cycle of a product like this. Like one will stand out as the ultimate yeah. fidget spinner. <clears throat> well, I mean, if there's ever some kind of innovation or like there's some way to make it cheap or make it like it won't break or, you know, it's something like that. But other than that, like they're selling them at like convenience stores and stuff. And yeah. So you don't have to go to some sort of store to get them. It's cheap enough that uh, I see 7-Elevens, gas stations, exactly. just right yeah, on yeah. the counter, right? They're just everywhere. So, I mean, as long as that's, I don't know, maintained where it's like... Yeah, maybe less just... of a need for a high-end one to come out. Yeah, and every um, store will have these little shitty plastic ones and then like two options of a cool-looking metal one, huh. you know, like Pogs. They had the regular cardboard ones. I'm going back. 
they had the regular cardboard ones, but then they had like plastic and like metal slammers that were like way cooler, even though they weren't necessarily as functional. Totally. You had older brothers growing up. You still have older brothers. One older brother. So did they? They have the pogs. Is that that was your access to? I did. I had pogs. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like even I. Like, I was just catching the tail end of Pogs. Like, I was maybe three, I caught the, four, the end, yeah. Right. But, um, enough so that I remember trading with my friends. Um, also, another thing that I had the benefit of is I went to a, um, kindergarten to grade six school. Uh-huh. And then I went to junior high for, um, seven and eight. And then I went to high school. So I had like three different schools in the progression. And so at grade five and six, I was among the oldest in my school. Right, right. And so I think if, I was at a school that was all the way up to seven and eight. It wouldn't like those kids at that age weren't as into them. You know what I mean? You didn't have like people immediately above you saying that's lame. Exactly. You had yes. people beneath you that you could exploit and trade unfairly for they, their cooler pogs. You, you've really hit the nail on the head with that one, Chris. <laughs> um, and so it really lasted for me and uh, all my friends did it. And then I went to like a summer camp and the summer camp used them as like currency. Oh shit. And all the counselors brought like 10,000 with each of them and you got like rewards and they're like, it was awesome. Pog camp. It was, de facto, well, it was regular de facto pog camp. It was like camp. Yeah. And you did camp stuff. And but for all intents and purposes, sports. pogs were on everyone's the mind. Pogs were the currency. And at the end of the day, like when you're done the canoe trip, if you were not shitty, they would give you your five or 10 as a reward. And then you'd go fucking ape shit trading with people. This is an amazing movie okay a period piece taking place in like 96 97 a summer camp where pogs reign supreme you know what we're gonna call it pogs pog pog camp pog <laughs> camp crystal lake oh what, 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 have you played that yet the new friday the 13th game no 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 i guess no insight from dave's game corner on that one yet i it seems like the perfect game for dave's game corner to do a little review about um it, thematically it fits on this podcast definitely but yeah. i mean in terms of like you know um exciting gameplay elements it's it's a very very simple straightforward run-of-the-mill basically like a online game like right you yeah can find it in a in i actually browser. i've never done this before but i was so curious that i watched a little bit of footage of people playing the game just to see what it was about and it did seem like it would be fun to at least try for a little bit yeah it's just one of those like um right slightly cooperative you can play as jason or the campers right mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and the campers can build use their, escape their little items to like you know throw them off for a second while they get away and help each other and yeah it's i don't know when you look at it i'm like okay so i see this is the strategy that's going to win you know that most of the time statistically the killer will win and like in this way i don't know it's it's very simple right i'm sure it's cool there's a game called evolve that was very similar similar concept came out a few years or a year or two before but it was about like a monster that like gets like evolves and gets bigger and more powerful as it kills things so it's like i don't know so this may be a step back in terms of building on the genre and the type of game it seems like it's playing on a gimmick that's the only reason that i'm not super jazzed about it is because it's more than like this is such a great idea that we can make a good game out of it is there like this is undoubtedly going to fly. Everyone's going to want to play it. So let's make it. Yeah, that, that must be hard for game developers because they want to, you have the temptation to phone it in a little bit. That's, like it's an existing brand. It's going to sell. So we don't need to go above and beyond perhaps for the concept. Yeah, it's it's a lot like, um, just a lot like those little um, B movie studios who cash in on the big right. um, studio successes and then make their terrible little offshoots. Mm. There's like that, not that it's that, but there's that element in the gaming community as well where there's these little studios they're like the new thing right now is a squad based shooter that has fast revives and, you know, high speed multiplayer. It's like, let's just do a stripped down version of that and put it out free really quick. Everyone starts playing it, put out a lot of um, 
uh, bonus content that you pay for. So your guns are a little faster and that's how we make our money back. I see. Is it a big studio, a big game studio that's doing uh, the Friday the 13th game or is it an offshoot? Um, I don't think it's a big one. I, I got to look back right. into it, but so that would confirm there, the... there wasn't a lot of, a lot of, um, flags that caught my interest when I was like right. looking into it. And then I watched a lot of gameplay and it's all the same, right? Not even a, a huge amount of dynamic kills. Fair enough. I, I only ask cause I see so many of our Instagram fans are posting screencaps yeah. of them playing. Yeah. It. I spent, um, I spent a good amount of time on Instagram too. Um, I just wanted to look for like Jason kills from the movies. Right. And all I could find was the game kills. The game kills. Yeah. And, and I mean, just like Jason them up kills. by the throat and they die, like their eyes burst or whatever. Right. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, because of the game, I think there have been a lot of people posting. Yeah. G- montages of Jason kills for the whole series that you can watch, which I, I actually resisted because I haven't seen a lot of them and I kind of want to enjoy them. I watched a couple. Yeah. And I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Great. The, it looks awesome. We'll get there. We will eventually watch all of them, man, uh, regardless of how silly they get. But today, uh, as part of the earlier conversation, we're going to watch a, one of the movies of the VHS series. Yeah, this one's interesting because uh, we're not going in at the first one. Yeah. Nor were we um, given required homework to watch the first one before. And and the reason that is, I think, because unlike a lot of series, this is an anthology that is totally standalone. You don't yeah. need to watch the first VHS movie to watch the second one. Both of them are um, horror anthologies that have four mid-length uh, horror stories right mm-hmm. just like xx like 20 to 30 minute shorts yeah and then there's also one a fifth but, one that kind of ties the whole thing together that yeah. you see little segments of in between which yeah. is how the first one you watched the first one last night right that's how the first yeah, one gonna, operates as well gonna say that yeah um i watched the first one it's got this sort of framework story and it's like they're in the house looking for the vhs yeah and then they're watching the vhs's to see which one because they'll know when they see it and the ones that they're watching are the short films that we get to watch yeah yeah which is a great way to do an anthology yeah and another thing that like makes it so work so so well is that all of them have this found footage feel they're all shot in the same style exactly that's what that's what um unites the vhs series is they're all found footage short films yeah and uh i was actually i was going to mention um we were we've been sort of getting we get into these little um subgenre sort of like runs where we like really get jazzed about like do we uh, maybe there's or it's a lot on my mind and it feels that way um like that's the one we're most excited about in a run of movies so like for example um uh home invasion right oh yeah like a definitely big... at least topically we're always topically. we're talking about you're right this yeah. conversations that we're continuing yeah. across a bunch of episodes yeah and um earlier on in this podcast like in our early teens uh, um, and even before that we were really 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 big into fan footage and that's like all we would talk about right we watched the paranormal one um, um troll hunter troll hunter um and like that's kind of what got you jazzed about troll hunter and then we would just uh, Blair would, Witch is something we talk about all the exactly. time. Exactly, it would guide our conversation. So while maybe the movies jump around in genre, you're right that there are definitely binding conversations that we have on the podcast. Yeah, that and seem the, to um, orbit around certain themes or types of yeah, and we movies. and we kind of stick to those. For, and even like horror comedy seemed to occupy a space for a little while with yeah, doing like Leprechaun, Final Girls, Final Leprechaun, Girls. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, I don't know. Um. I this, see it. I agree. Yeah, and this kind of feels like a little bit going back to um the found footage yeah that's kind of why it's i wanted to do it we haven't done a found footage one in a little while that's partly it but also within the second vhs one there are so many as we will see there are so many kind of different genres that it covers in those four mm-hmm. yeah i can't remember if the first one does that a lot like how was you, what was your impression of seeing the first one again last night after you haven't seen it for a while um yeah i think i haven't seen it since it like came out yeah because and uh one thing i will say about vhs watching it last night um is i did not 
the connection was so hard for me to understand the last time I watched it because of how similar some of the, like the styles felt. I couldn't separate the stories. Okay. Um, when I watched it last time, cause I like was bleeding some of my memories of what happened Whoops. between like stories. Like, I see you were uh, confusing shorts with one another in my memory. I had already done that. Mm. And so when I watched it, I'm like, Oh, those, those two aren't even related at all. Okay. It's just like kind of the timeline bounces a little bit. Right. And so watching this time, I understood what was happening a lot more. And my impression is that um, they really like to twist into the supernatural. Like it was very important for all these short films. And um, the, yeah, it was just incredibly important for them to have like a really massive, you didn't know what was actually happening kind of twist. Right. Um, for each of the five of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that succubus one, Amateur Night, that first one is like, I love that short so much. Yeah, it blew it my mind when I watched it for the first time. It was terrifying. And they made it into a feature length film that came out last year. Siren. Siren. Yeah. And I'm hesitant to even watch it because I love the short so much. Yeah, it's there's no way that's going to be able to succeed. It's amazing, right? Like, what yeah. did you think watching in that short last night? That was probably the most, uh, the best one. It's and fucking nuts. That's like part where everything goes down and she's like, bang killed two of them and um he just run off right and he like falls down the stairs and he breaks his wrist and he's like I, laying there and he's like looking back and forth and like he's like crying and, and then he like looks back to the stairs and she's, and she's crashed right there, there looking at him yeah she comes down and her face is split in two the and, apartment that i used to live in had a stairwell that looked very similar and i was looking around corners after watching yeah. that short film because and the way that her, like, her crazy wide eyes staring directly into the camera it's the whole time. Her look in particular. Like, yeah. they cast someone who's so perfectly terrifying in that part. And just the dopey guy who picks her up at the bar is so, yeah. like, kind of innocent and doesn't really know what he's doing. And the other friends are pressuring him to, like, pick up this girl and bring her back. Like, to record with his, like, yes. his hidden camera and his glasses. Yeah. And so, like, there's this added, or, or this sort of, like... um artificial fear that you're left with the whole time is like are they gonna get caught with this hidden camera yeah and so you're like nervous that that's gonna happen and she's staring directly into it the whole time because she's looking at him yeah right um and so it's this horribly and she's being i like you she's like being weird and like just whispering and and yeah and you don't know what's coming at least the first time you're watching it you're like what is with this weird person and the fact that ends up being the succubus who just does this horrible these horrible violent things the claustrophobia the mean trapped in the hotel room like yeah, so effective. But the, because we had both watched um, that one um, in you know somewhat recently, and you hadn't watched VHS two, and these past couple weeks, I've actually thought about the, a few of the shorts from VHS two, and in particular with you in mind, thinking that I think you'll like it. I think in my mind, VHS two is the better one of all three of them. Really, VHS VHS two and VHS viral. I think this one, if you're taking all the shorts together, I think this one is number one. Okay, cool. I'm totally totally game for that. Should we do what we did with um, XX and like rate? Definitely. Uh, okay, sweet. definitely. Sweet, sweet, sweet. That was a lot of fun. All right, let's just get a few facts about VHS two out of the way before we start watching it. Obviously, produced by Bloody Disgusting, the website, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, this web horror movie website is in the business of producing horror anthologies. They did all the VHSs. They did Southbound, which I haven't watched yet. No, nope, me either. Yeah, I think so we've talked about that. We should watch that together um, for an episode because I'm sure yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. I trust. Well, um, while we're talking about like yeah, while we're getting into some specifics, this is made by Bloody Disgusting, and I think we've actually specifically commented. I don't know if it was on or off mic, but about like a horror community making a movie for the fans. Um, using all of these like different directors, um, yeah, super to make cool. VHS. I first of all, looking at Wikipedia, I don't know what the budget was, and I don't know exactly how that worked um, for them making it. Yeah, and I, I mean, know it didn't make a ton of money. It's well, it's not. It wasn't released 
at all. Okay. Like it wasn't, it was a VOD release. So okay. we don't have those kind of numbers that we can't really compare it. We'll just never know. I okay. think it like would have paid itself off because video on demand, especially yes. for horror is particularly a cheap good. platform. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a cheap platform. I think it was released in 12 theaters or something like that. One of them being the Carlton <laughs> oh, in cool. Toronto, which cool. is rad. That's when I first heard of it actually is walking down the streets and seeing the first VHS playing at the Carlton. I'm like, Oh, what's this horror movie? Cause it was just on the walk home. That's sweet. And then they did the second one and the third one there as well. Um, but yeah, Brad Miska is kind of credited as the main producer and also the website creator. So I guess this is his kind of dream and he kind of put it all together. Mm. And I mean, yeah, it's awesome. Like you said, just to grab all these directors who were huge at the time, especially those early 2000s, making all these movies like Adam Wingard and Joe Swanberg yeah. and to get him involved. I want to see more Joe Swanberg stuff. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, like, m- less horror, but amazing um, mumblecore dramedy stuff. I mean, you probably watched a bunch on netflix right drinking buddies and yeah. win oh, it all i love drinking buddies so goddamn yeah. much it's one of my favorites yeah um digging for fire is another one that came out i don't think i've seen that one um but why i say it is uh going back to um the first vhs which i watched last night yeah his um little short yeah that um, he's um the, he's the they're on a hotel on a honeymoon, or something honeymoon like that. Yeah. yeah 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 um that one was so good to me i think potentially that's the best kill that's the best death of like someone just getting like slasher killed yeah it's terrifying it's like they're in the room she's in the room and i I think you've made some comments in the past and this is cool because like um i think when we watched paranormal activity i talked about my idea for a um a a paranormal end would be um maker runs downstairs and there's a scream and then you hear the footsteps come up the stairs and then you see nothing but you keep hearing the footsteps and then the camera gets picked up by nothing and walks downstairs and looks at the body. Yeah. And I said that to you. And again, I don't remember if it's on or off mic, but I said that to you out loud is that's like what I thought would be a great ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that you said, Oh, like from VHS, like you made, you made the connection of like, Oh, like the, the way in, and it was the Joe Swanberg one where yeah. the girl comes to the door asking for a ride in the morning. And he says, no, like it's weird. And they go to sleep and then the camera gets picked up in the night and by looks the at, person. Yeah. Looks at him. And then the reveal is it, go, it looks at her and she's in bed too. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's someone else. It's not the third person. And then yeah. they pull down, like, they pull down the thing and take out the switchblade, put his, um, take cash out of his wallet and put his toothbrush in the toilet. Then slit his throat or something like that. Then just left. And then they have another day. They wake up, no big deal. And then comes in again. The camera comes out and just stabs him in the middle of the neck in the night over and over and over again. Right. And he's just choking on his own blood and he's dead. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, I don't think I... Yeah, that is the same ending, but before then was uh, Last Exorcist in 2009 that does the same kind of thing. Yeah. I won't say it specifically, but yeah, where the force is the one behind the camera that right. takes control and gets the final laugh via um, yeah, dominating what we actually see. Yeah, and there was also in there, there was a kill with the camera, like a camera smashing the person to death with it, which I think... That happens in VHS viral as well, actually, the third oh, one. Oh, it does? Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. Like, they I, really I need like to acknowledge a cameras. Times. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel, yeah, I feel like with this VHS series and especially with the like early 20 teens, 2010s, um, found footage was really exhausted. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it was experimented with in so many different directions. Yeah. Um, in so many satisfying ways. Um, that all these directors kind of were ready to step away from it for a little while. Mm. Like we experimented with that genre. We pushed it to its limits. And that's why it's so satisfying watching these films and some of the ones we're about to watch today. Yeah. Because it's found footage, thought about um, through different types of the subgenres of horror and really cool, exciting ways. And I'm excited yeah. to see how you react. Yeah, I, uh, I'm so excited. I really, really um, aggressively do movies so much injustice by not 
understanding them and moving forward with an opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I watched VHS. I'm like, yeah, I liked it. But like, I didn't know what happened. I clearly didn't because I watched it this time. I'm like, holy shit. Wow. So I wonder if you were just um, wasted when you were watching it or you were just half watching I, it or. Yeah, I must have. Like, right. I, I remember very clearly not understanding the story and yeah. then saying like, I don't really understand what happened. It's like, in which one? I was like, oh, so I knew that I'm like, ah, it's a disjointed bunch of things that happened in a horror. But no, they're very, very well told stories that yeah. have definitive twists and ends. They're each their own self-contained universe. Very yeah. articulated. Very scary. I don't, it's just a very um, upsetting to me, the reviews that are, um, that how well they've been received on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, which is poor. Yeah. I mean, like when, usual. I, when I went and saw the first one, um, I was blown away because I was expecting kind of a B-level horror movie and I loved it. Like I loved all those shorts individually um obviously some were better than others that's natural and then when the second one came out i was expecting okay it's not going to be as good but it blew my mind that it was even better there were some things in the second one that i thought were more exciting i can't believe that dude i'm so excited yeah but i think it's um that's just giving it an overall rating like if i had to pick one it would be amateur night from the first one that i think is the best short out of the whole series um actually there's one in here that competes very close with it i won't i'm not gonna tell you which one but i will tell you just mention quickly um who's created all these ones so the overarching narrative, like the one that we see at the start, at the beginning of this one, is done by Simon Barrett, who is Adam Wingard's writer. So he wrote "You're Next." He wrote. Okay. He wrote the <laughs> guest. He wrote the new Hell Blair Witch yeah. one. He wrote the segment that Adam Winger did on ABC's of Deaths. So they've got a tight partnership. But here he's taking the reins and he's directing himself hmm. to do this opening one. And he's did, also in it. He's one of the actors. Did you like the guest? I did. I mean, it's it is still like a cool, interesting sci-fi kind of movie. To me, it was like a, a like indie or a lower scale version of the Jason Bourne type movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it didn't really feel like a horror film, but it was kind of a fun indie action it movie. It was very sci-fi, yeah. Yeah. Kinda, what's going to happen? Yeah, okay. All right. One of the shorts is by Adam Wingard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the first main short that we see. Then another one is by the two dudes who did Blair Witch, the original Blair Witch. Oh, wow. They get a second shot here to do a fun little short. And don't tell me, by the way, which one you like the most. I won't. Okay. And then um, another one is done by Gareth Edwards, who was the guy who did all the Raid movies, Raid 1 and Raid 2. And he did all the choreography for that. Oh, you don't know those Raid movies? No. Oh, my God. The Raid is like, it's just such an incredible action movie um, that it's like, I, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. We'll get back. <laughs> but I, Too much to talk about today. A, there's so much to talk about. But the Raid is just such an incredible action movie with like just unbelievable fighting. And it's kind of like a video game. It's kind of like Scott Pilgrim-y where it all takes oh. place in. Okay, did you see the Judge Dredd remake in 2012? Yes. That was a giant ripoff of The Raid. Oh, like The okay. whole concept and everything. So if you want to see Sweet. a better version of that concept, like a building with the main boss kind of at the top and you're working your way up there, The Raid did that a couple years earlier. And okay. The, the Judge Dredd, people were like, let's just do that. Well, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, it was smart, but The Raid is way better. Sweet. I really, I love Judge Dredd. That's cool. Yeah. And then, and then the last one is done by Jason Eisner, who's a Canadian guy who his other major credit really was um, in 2007 when Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did Grindhouse when they were making it, they put out a contest to see, okay, we're make to say, okay, we're making a bunch of short films that'll go in between the two. Do you remember those trailers, those fake trailers? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so they did a fake trailer. Tarantino did a fake trailer. Um, they got other people to come in. Eli Roth did one of the fake trailers. But they also had a contest to say, hey, we're making a campy Grindhouse type aesthetic for fake trailers in between our two movies. Um, we'll pick the best one out of like a fan contest to get in here. And this guy did Hobo with a Shotgun. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then he got to make it into a full length movie in 2011. And he hasn't done a lot. One of the greatest films ever made. The full feature length? The Hobo with a Shotgun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. No. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I would have been very impressed. It's I, fun. It's a fun trailer. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's like bad, but. That's fun. exactly how, yeah. yeah. You, if you're in the right mood and you know what you're in for, then I imagine it'd be a good time. And it's the, like, I don't know, you, you don't go into sh- like Sharknado and be like, mm, exactly. I wonder if this is yeah. going to be compelling. No, perfect, perfect comparison. But yeah, so he got to do that. He won that trailer contest and then got to make a full feature length movie about it. And then this is really the only thing that he's had full. He's been involved in other projects, but this is kind of the other thing that's truly his, like a, a short that he was in full control of, right, wrote and direct. And that's very exciting. And that's our lineup. So that's a very <laughs> exciting Motley yeah. crew of horror directors that we get to see and little projects of. I think we should have a drink and watch a film. I agree with you. Cheers. Cheers. There's the four um, movies and the... The tie thing, which we're not going to rank. We're not going to rank the tie-in. Yeah, although it was great. It was good. Yeah. Good. It's fun, creepy. I mean, especially they, it, they're they so judicious with showing the guy who doesn't have a bottom jaw so yeah. like so short building up to the, when they finally reveal it. They're yeah. like, what the fuck was with that guy's face? Like when you see him in the back corner for a split second, it's super yeah, exciting. He's got a weird, weird... Yeah, yeah. That was, that was really interesting. I wonder how that would have stood up on its own that short if it wasn't cut apart yeah totally but i mean that specifically just like the first one it was designed to have these characters watching vhs tapes yeah and, and i these little shorts happen. and i appreciate making it creepy like going the extra mile with it as opposed to say xx where it's just kind of it's interesting they showed us like the weird creepy doll stuff but it didn't have any narrative you know yeah it kind of just uh, it kept you in it artistically, yeah, but it didn't necessarily like tell you a, a story about you know why all these things are happening. And... Exactly, I love how fleshed out these characters were that were in the short that was binding it together. Like they, it opened yeah. up with them showing what they do for cash. Like they go and they exploit someone who's having an affair, yeah, and then exploit the person who was being reported on by their partner to say, "Hey, do you want to outbid your wife? Because I'll sell to you for even more." Yeah, it's it's similar story to the first one. Is that there's all these static TVs and. Right, you know, they're watching video these VHS tapes to figure out which is the tape they want. Those are kids and, breaking into a home, right? As well, yeah. In the first one, yeah. But same deal. They're they're getting paid. Like it, it's the kid. They shoot that video of the girl like getting her top left. Right. Yeah. They, they're they're trying to sell those those videos to porn sites, but then one of the guys, I think Adam Winger, um, goes like, "No, you can make so much more money, you know, in one night with me. We just got to steal this tape from this old guy's house." Right. I forgot Adam Wingard's yeah. in that one too. Yeah, That's he cool. is. He loves being in these, and it's great. Yeah, it's great. But like, um, what this has over XX, um, specifically in the binding narrative, yeah, is that all of them, including the binding narrative, are shot in the same style. Like that's so unique to the VHS yeah. um, series. Yeah, and the other ones, or like um, XX specifically, didn't feel at all like that. Every they're very unique, so different. Yeah, from one to one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think found footage in a sense lends itself somewhat to that. But even still, the way that they're kind of edited after the fact and the effects, they all look like they're very connected in these VHS series. Yeah. So we got four shorts. The first one, Phase the, One Clinical Trials. It's called uh, Robo Eye. All right, we'll go with Robo Eye. That one's the one by Adam Wingard. Then we have Ride in the Park by the Blair Witch Dudes. That's called Zombie Bike. Zombie Bike. Great. I love it. Then Safe Haven by the guy who did the raid, Gareth Edwards. Which uh, That one's called Haunted Sacrament. Haunted Sacrament. Okay. 
and slumber party alien abduction which sounds like it's the title that you gave it that's, <laughs> that's a see. brilliant title which i love so i just call it spa with two a's with two a's okay interesting uh, oh as then, an abbreviation i got gotcha. in, in brackets i put aliens so i remember spot spot aliens yeah and one of the one of the words in spa is aliens yeah <laughs> a little redundant but we'll let it go this is gonna help me a lot all, all right, right let's rank them then our let's, favorite ones let's, let's take, be a, ranked let's take a beat let's play that um jeopardy music yeah. final jeopardy mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. yeah that one okay all right let's do it ready let's go, go. It's almost easier to start with the worst one. Kind of. I'm, I'm struggling with this one. Oh my goodness. I don't want to talk over the Jeopardy music, but uh, I'm struggling with this. Uh, it's hard, man. It's this one's hard. tough. And, uh, okay, number one and four are clear to me. It's two and three that I'm having trouble with. Okay, because I got three and four. Oh, so one and two is what's hard. Yeah. Cool. Because, yeah, okay. No, but that I don't even know. I don't even. We gotta go. Myself. We we okay. no. We're going. We're going in sync. Okay. We'll say one, two, three, boom, and then shout out what our what we thought the worst one was. Ready? Yeah. One, one two, two, three, spa. Three. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a relief, huh? Yeah. All right, that's good. So yeah. we both thought spa was the worst, the worst out of all four of them. It's a good place to start, and uh, worst being like not bad. I thought it was good. No, there were fun. There were fun things about it. I, I liked it a lot, actually. I thought it was really good. I thought um, all the characters and the story was really stupid and bad. And yeah, whatever you work with, what you got, and yeah. I I thought like when I was thinking about doing VHS two, this one for some reason came to mind with you specifically. Just yeah. your love of alien invasion and how you're going to show what are the aliens' motives, how do they go about it, how mm-hmm. do they stealthily come in, and it's kind of the opposite of the Greys where they just show up with like it sounds like a transport truck horn that just shoots out of nowhere, and blinding lights, crazy lights out of nowhere, yeah, and yeah, they're, they're just getting them, they're just taking them, just grab. Although like when it looked like they were like eating them. Yeah, like getting in close to the face. Or her, sorry, her. When she, uh, they were in the barn and yeah, he climbed up the ladder and she didn't get away. Looked like they. I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's something more going on, whispering into their ears. Yeah, and... I don't know. He got a. Who knows yeah. why they were doing it? That was not the point of the short. The short was about like mm-hmm. this is the man, and you could see one early on underwater. Right that was. Before... I was just gonna bring that up. That was oh, so exciting. That was awesome. Right, the kid jumps in and you see the thing swimming towards you for a second, and then another kid jumps in the way, and the kid yeah. kind of forgets about it. Yeah, and it starts it. Well, it. You know, it's them doing that water fight. So everybody was real upset. Were they pissing in the thing? Yeah. yeah they're, that's why they're filling gross. the water bottles with piss and the water guns with piss. And so that, oh, that was such a great um, diffusing it, of the fact that there's something under the water. The you tension. Just, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was nice to show that like the, that kind of teenage sibling rivalry that yeah. happens, like busting each other and pranking each other. And like, it was kind of fun and joyful in that way. Yeah. So to have that at the forefront with this crazy alien abduction thing behind it. It's yeah. kind of cool. And it was like, if you think about the whole situation, it was just a matter of like minutes. Like the early, the they saw one early under the water for a second, but nobody really like registered that. They didn't have time to. Yeah. And then, you know, later that night when they pull their bullshit, <laughs> I guess they're all asleep, like having the slumber party, but like after they've pulled their bullshit, bust in with all the strobe lights and the yeah um, thing, which was a huge, that was like the image scheme of that short was like strobing light. Yeah, that's bright flashing lights, which is it makes it great for the kids to also be attacking one another with strobing lights. Yeah, right. Because it's you get the sense that when they first busted in on his sister, or with with her boyfriend, that 
there was like the sound came from outside as well but they were also kind of stunned and dazed and they were confused by their own strobe lights did you yeah. catch that too i did yeah, like they yeah. were flashing lights but then a bigger flashing light that, came. like shaking the camera was, yeah like, the shaking. camera shaked and they all yeah. look kind of confused but they all just kind of roll with it because the more pressing yeah. fear is this older kid is going to beat us up and we got to get out of here Abs- yeah exactly oh that was that was really good i if anything that i didn't like about it is um just the way it was performed like it was just and now I could tell, like, the director, now you're really pissed. Yeah, I'll tear your mm. dicks up. Like, it was, like... A little over the top. You would have just grabbed one of those kids and started pummeling them. Right. You know? Like, they're, they're intentionally showing this in such a way. So, I don't know. I picked up a little bit of the um, unsteadiness of short film or whatever was going on there. Like, you've got great, like, um, shaky cam and great light effects and great, like, monsters that are going to... They're mm-hmm. pretty creepy. Yeah. You know? High pressure. So, like, the... The lower octane scenes where there's a lot of acting maybe didn't you know. play as strongly as it could have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I For me, there were two two things that I found most frustrating. One was the aliens themselves. They didn't seem overly creepy to me. Like, it seemed kind of silly. Like, it seemed like kind of goofy yeah. costumes. And actually, that's somewhat a theme in a lot of these shorts, which we'll yeah, get to. Yeah, we will we definitely get to that. Yeah. Like, the, some a- of the costume and makeup isn't... Uh, on the gore side, A+. plus, But on some of the kind of monster creature side it, it seems like a little student filmy yeah and, and that's 100 percent. i think what it is is yeah. it, it's gonna come off that way because and know. i mean come on they probably had very low budget so the fact that this movie they exists must. is amazing so yeah. i mean it looks fine considering those things well that, you wonder i wonder what bloody disgusting got and was able to you know distribute and like yeah, how yeah. that whole thing worked and if they yeah if they finance themselves or if they got cash from elsewhere yeah. but i can't imagine that a lot of people would want to throw money into it at that point maybe because some of these directors are bigger and well if they had a proof of concept of the dog cam which is mm-hmm. the best this like that's fun right uh, if this was a regular like the third act of that short film yeah was all dog cam yeah. to the very end and that was my second thing that i had issue with this that i had with this short is i don't i don't want to watch a dog die i hate yeah, that last that shot was bad. that was bad i hate watching this dog kind of whimper and like after falling you know 50 feet that's that's it's, hard, and right. I get it. It's a horror movie. We're we supposed gotta, to. We should talk about that because I was thinking about that when I, I just listened to our episode of uh, about funny games again, and like okay. a big commentary in funny games is about like the viewer themselves wanting violence, mm-hmm. right? But we don't ever, good or bad, like if the animal is you know a good force or a bad force, we never want to see that. Yeah, right. Like animal violence is not something even the most like macabre of. Uh, yeah, you know, I think horror a, viewers want. a great test of this would be watching Cujo and seeing how uh, we feel because there is an yeah. evil animal or Pet Cemetery, which I've, I've never seen those films. Have you? I haven't. Yeah. So I'm curious about because those are movies where animals are evil forces, the ones that come to mind right now, at least. Yeah. Um, but I like that as a hypothesis that maybe it's easier to watch fellow human beings suffer and to watch an animal who's more helpless. You're, it's a lot easier to hate a person yeah. than to hate an animal. Yeah. yeah. But even when we look at humans um because we were talking about the mist the other week we're okay with watching that preacher lady die like it feels good to watch her die i love when she dies yeah yeah but it feels bad to watch like a stranded helpless person die you know so even like in the skit like so humans have a bit more of a scale where animals always kind of feel bad yeah at least that's our instinct now we should watch yeah looking at the animal unless like i think they've given you reason to be really scared of this thing every time you see it yeah really wanting it to not be on screen every time it's on screen but for the most part you look at an animal it doesn't have a calculating face it's yeah you know even jaws you know i don't 
the thing I don't I I don't want to see like a harpoon going into shark flesh. Like that's oh. not what I crave. So viscerally, like, but on yeah. some level, you must be excited when the shark is attacked and killed. Yeah, I'm, Just like, I'm excited in the way that it's re- it's relief. But yeah. like for like horror movies, that's not it's not the same. Like when someone gets killed, it's not relief. Yeah. Right? You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. I, I, sometimes it is yeah. when the bad no, that's, guy. That, yeah, exactly. That's an interesting conversation. But even the dogs in The Omen, I would have been okay with having them killed. Because they're creepy Satan dogs. You look at them and it's clearly yeah. the demon possessing it's, it's it's them. Kill big, that shit. It's a big thing in Resident Evil, so they started making them hairless zombie dogs with CGI, yeah. so it's easier Which, to kill them off. Yeah, it's easier. When, it, when it looks like a real like, dog. Those like whiny whimpers. whimpers when they get hit, you still don't right. like it. It's so yeah. gross. Nevertheless, we agree that it was hard to watch this dog that was fall, a bad one. fall yeah. after yeah. being halfway tractor beamed up. But yeah. they wanted the kid. They wanted the people. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's why the dog got to get the dog got abducted with all of them in that like weird like um tube. And yeah. they got dragged into the water. That was so cool. The that wa- was a yeah. great way to transition from being in a house to being like back at the lake. Mm-hmm. These things seemed like they were coming out of the water. A couple underwater like, shots in some of these charts. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh like a lot of lights like coming through like the dark night, but it's all around the water. Yeah. Like it yeah. also it also seemed the most unstable camera wise out of all the shorts. I agree with that like, wholeheartedly. It was just flying around. It was hard to sometimes focus on what was happening, what we were seeing. I think that's probably because it was all done at night outside. Yeah, with weird lights. Yeah, so like just all of a sudden like the camera could be upside down looking directly at the ground, for example. You wouldn't know the difference between that and like dark trees, you yeah. know? Like so only when you got see the light in the sky can you orient where the camera is at some points. Exactly. But so, I mean, I found it was weakest just because it was just basically a little incident. Uh, it was. It was an incident. The tension didn't really yeah. overly build up. It just kind of yeah. happened. And let me, I loved them, but let me also agree that the sort of the costumes of the aliens was a little simple and weak. And it was mostly just the pressure they were putting on and the yeah. the fact that all of a sudden something inhuman was there. Yeah. I think and that's if what you was. do have goofy costumes, then just show them less, you know, make it yeah. creepier that way. Yeah, 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 Get yeah. a little glimpse, dim the lighting. At least that'd be my right. advice to this film that's already finished. Yeah. I think like the masterclass in like film or is uh, not film in uh putting together those prosthetics or those costumes mm-hmm. in a short film that like just kills it and how good it looks is um the xx uh, one that we love the most the right yeah you barely see one. that thing yeah but like she looks amazing and she's really scary every time you see her yeah you know? and her physicality just so you can leap around and start yeah. slashing yeah which like, kind of reminded me of the first vhs succubus right that yeah yeah she's slashing her I, arms and you yeah. thought that the when i watched it last night I almost revealed to you my next one. Oh, All right. I, didn't, I didn't even consider it a look. So now I think is where we'll start disagreeing. Just because I feel like... It's most likely. I'm going to write down my guesses of what I think you're going to rank as well. Oh, that's... Add that element. Why okay. don't you do that too? Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Man, I kind of want to say what I think your number three is going to be. But uh, let's just... We have so, it written down, so we've got we, the... Yeah, we got the... the we'll check it after. And everything, but like... Agreed. Let's continue our format. All right, so one, two, three, and then what we thought the third best short was. Okay. okay. Let me not mistake that. Okay. And going by your title. My titles. Oh, here we go. One, one two, two, three. three zombie Robo bikes. Mm. And uh, so what did you think I was going to say? For number three? Yeah. Zombie. No, no. Sorry. Safe. Safe. Um, haunted, haunted, haunted Sacrament. Haunted Sacrament. You thought I was going to say that? Okay. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Zombie Bike. So you got it. I did. So now we're going to say what our second favorite one was. Okay. Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Robo Zombie bike. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. And that's actually why, so we don't need to get too deep into it. That's why I voted zombie bike would be your second favorite. Yeah. Or, uh, or your third favorite, sorry, is because I thought 
the other two would rank higher. Adam Wingard in RoboEye, as it's called, yeah, um, was the second worst or the third best. Um, just short. edging, yeah, short, just edging out Zombie Bike. Chris had the inverse. Had inverted again. That's yeah. where I was. I told you I was stuck at two and three. But uh, you said you were stuck at one and two. And then I erased and changed the okay. whole ordering, so it worked out that way. Okay. Um. Yeah. I just had some weird. This, no, no, yeah. This gives two, me weird thoughts, this whole anthology, because each almost each short movie has a couple things going on, you know, and like so I can kind of love a lot of it and then it can change on me, or vice versa, right? Yeah, it takes some reflection. But I mean what's so exciting and ambitious about this anthology for me is that you've got a zombie short, a cult short, a ghosty short, and an alien invasion short yeah. so you're getting four such distinct realms of horror all brought together yet cohesive because of the format because you're looking at weird special effecty found footage robo eye uh it was first it's so nice to see adam wingard acting because he just yeah. is always behind the camera you know a guy who clearly has such a passion and love for horror so it's, it's exciting to see him kind of as the main character it's funny uh i uh it's funny that you say that because um i opened the the talk with um our fourth choice spa um, slumber party alien invasion uh abduction sorry um with like talking about how like i didn't love how it was acted i feel like adam wingard was somewhat a kind of weak actor is that maybe because you knew he's a director and you're watching it and you kind of have this preconception of this isn't what he normally does a little bit before he was i i just think there's this like level before like his normal person before mm-hmm. he was totally freaked out was like a little like weak not natural i was like oh that's weird huh what the fuck is this oh, i don't know that's a dave you know? stonborough's adam wingard impression <laughs> but then when he was Let's freaked out for the record books. and he was screen it's gotten it's recorded i can see the this volume spikes there oh it'll um, we'll revisit it <laughs> every time we uh, say adam wingard from now on it'll play a year it'll just play before <laughs> i get to speak yeah <laughs> and it'll always be like topical and in context that's okay. another thing that's so good about that quote I just dropped. Sounds um, good. But then when he got into the more hysterical, like, shit was actually going on, he was you just like a, that a little he more? was a great victim. And before that, when he had a little bit more of his own agency, he was a little too, like, yeah. is something about to happen to me? Like, that's what I was getting from him. And I, I feel All like right. I can be a little, maybe you're right, because he's a director, I can... It could be, because that gets in your head a bit when you're yeah. looking at them and you're like, oh, this is a director, yeah. not an actor. It kind of felt like that's got into your head when we were watching The Brood about, like... um uh, just Carpenter's life at the time. Oh, you know, absolutely. The, like, I couldn't, couldn't see around I wish it. I didn't know that yeah. going into it. So I could just watch the film as is, but I, yeah. it was hard to get past like the bitterness that just seemed to really soak that narrative. Yeah. If I hadn't asked the question, like right when we were watching, like that's, that's Adam Wingard, right? And you're like, yep. If I just like, kind of, is that him? Probably. Anyway, I probably wouldn't have thought about it. I might've mentioned it though. I might've like, I knew, I knew like when I saw him, that's why I asked. Right. Because but, but, I mean, you said it out loud, but I, I would have likely been like, there he is oh, or yeah, something sure, like sure, that yeah. soon you, after. You, tend to say, you know who that is, right? That's what, how you would have said it. In RoboEye, the makeup too, just like the first, I thought was particularly bad. Like those ghosties oh, yeah. just look like they have a, a bit of gray foundation, sure. like a little bloody streak down. I was going to say, uh, what you mean his like contact and like, no, his contact way. looked amazing. I'm like that looked so good. I loved yeah, it with no, a, like somewhat right. inflamed and infected around the, the eye too. Yeah. They should have like, because what he said when he called like the company, so like I'm seeing weird shit or like he called the cops or something and he's like, I know what a person looks like versus a person covered in blood. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. They were just like 
drummed up like white like ghosts you know mm-hmm. like made to look really pale I'm like they didn't look bloody they looked maybe dirty but that's always a thing is like in horror movies where they give you that initial shot of seeing a dead person ooh, that you shouldn't be seeing they're like yeah they're really pasty white and they've got a little blood on it but that contrast makes it look like dirt or like mud like, yep. So then, and that's what that's what made this number three for me was that just yeah. the makeups of the ghosties were particularly bad. And when you see them, it just it's almost it almost seems silly. Like yeah. it's hard to it's hard to really be scared or frightened when it's just clearly a person in kind of a cheap costume. And uh, yeah, I think that's where it could have. But I love the concept. I love like that another character gets brought in who also has this different ability, like hearing, not seeing. Yeah. That's exciting. That was really good, and it, it that gave us a little bit of uh knowledge of the rules of like how these exactly. work and like she's there to explain uh, the parameters i don't mean to freak you out but there's a guy standing outside she's like i know i can hear him yeah you know and then that classic just which is just kind of a dogmatic horror rule when it comes to ghosties is that the more you indulge the more power you give them this is just kind of a canon rule that people don't really fuck with when they're making yeah. horror movies about ghosties it's the more you engage them they're going to be able to engage you more but that being said we only have 15 minutes or 20 minutes in this short to do it. So the ratio of engagement to how much they can interact with you well, is accelerated so quickly. Like all of a sudden they can physically interact with them. In uh, in concept, what I love about it so much about exactly what you're talking about um, is that she says sort of in passing, she's like, some people can do it. You know, some people can hear it or some people can see it. But some people can't like she a little bit like acknowledges that. Yeah. Um, but the the concept there is that there's always dead ghosties, always, around, all of us. Right now, in this room, there's a bunch of them looking at us. But we can't hear or see them because we're not enhanced. We don't have these enhancements, nor do we have a natural gift. Yeah. All those jokes that you just did, all the, like, looking around the room. It's for you, not us. <laughs> As Dave was making that point, I was just timidly <laughs> looking into the corners of the room for ghosties. That was just for him to yes. throw him off while he was making a comment. And yes. it worked. Yes, it really, really did. Um so anyway, you're like going to say only, the best part. Of- the only reason that they could see these these ghosts and hear them is because they have these enhancements from this company, right? So like this is this um, ghoulish side effect of uh, um, technology, technology modifying the human body. Gives you a like, little insight into the ghosty realm. Yeah, and it, I thought that was really really cool idea. Is that these people who are sort of like taking the next step for like innovation or like the next frontier are inadvertently opening yeah. up the spirit world? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's cool. And they're giving power, like. That is, you're right, a super tropey. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like, the fact that, that, like, not little kids in their dreams, like, don't give power by believing in the thing you see under your bed. It's like real humans, like, don't look over to the left. That's where it's standing. And the more you see it, the more you make eye contact yeah. with it, perhaps, yeah. the more it's going to be able to come in. And it does. The uncle just, like, all of a sudden is in the room. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and they get more and more bracing. Yeah. And as he's just running through, he's seeing more and more of them. And, uh, um, d- welcome back to Dave's Game Corner. Um, today we're talking about <laughs> uh, that was very, very thematically similar to the game which I brought up once before, Amnesia. Um, the one where you Dark kill Descent. people and they'll come back. No, it was Metal Gear Solid. Um, oh God. <laughs> Amnesia is one where you have no way to fight. There's no way to offensively do anything to these crazy things that you see. And in fact, if you look at them, it damages you. It, it drives your insanity up. Right. And hiding in the dark with no lights on also drives your insanity up. So, um, that's cool. That's a fun element. Exactly. So you have to run away from them. You have to completely get away. Right. Um, but, uh, specifically with the, might be leaving my brain. So what's your train of thought? I did. Uh, I earlier said that's why this is number three, but Robo is number two for me. (laughs) I ranked that earlier. 
I, so the makeup is a bad thing, but I didn't rank because you ranked it number three. I did, yes. I ranked it number and two. And I won the rock paper so scissors. The, the makeup is what I should have said. The makeup is what, is made, what you made it on the fence yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. it because I thought that was a particularly bad. But the technological element of it, I thought was super cool and fun. The yeah. fact that like the writing of this, that with um like single lines, you could paint a whole backstory for characters. Like when she's like, oh, that's just my creepy uncle. He used to follow me around or something like that. He wasn't a good person. He wasn't. A, yeah. The yeah. simple line, he wasn't a good person. Your imagination just goes on all cylinders. Like what the yeah. fuck did this uncle do to this girl? You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that is incredible writing to in a sentence contain like a whole backstory because you don't yeah. have time to like and tell it, that story. And you and you begin to when you start to get information about these googly things, uh, you you apply the thing that you learn to all of them. Typically, mm-hmm. it's like, are they all terrible people? Is yeah. that like what makes them the ones that persist and bother these people? Is that they're right. bad people? Interestingly, once we because he pulls the thing out of his did he pull the thing out of his eye before the pool scene or after? before uh, after after but we don't see like he's not able to see what's kind of pulling her under or keeping no, her underground he can't, he can't see her under the, uh, anything of the stuff under the water yeah that's no. interesting right well even when he's looking out because then he gets above the water at the end too and we see just a splash for some reason he can't see no whatever those figures yeah he sees a splash of something theoretically like jumping out of the water or something yeah, yeah but, but like, we no, we don't get that perspective at that point specifically cannot see it yeah isn't there. that weird like he has the eye thing so i thought the whole concept was that we can see yeah that that's also the impression i got is like it's like x-ray specs for ghosts and we're whenever his eye is looking at it that's what we're gonna see right um but for that specific one for some reason he didn't he was not able to see it right i don't know why like it's either a mistake or yeah. they're trying to say that like there's some that you can't see i don't mm-hmm. know but fun fun concept for the found footage to like be able to pop a contact in and make it the contact thing yeah and also i'm just like i want to know about the making up because he's staring in the mirror directly at so many points so yeah. i'm like where's the camera what's happening well you know? that's probably just him looking at a camera but he's looking in a reflection at himself. I think you can put like a frame, like a the filter just a of frame a frame around. around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I want to see physically what that looks like because it's, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, that is cool. There's so much mirror stuff that I don't understand. But the best part of the whole... <laughs> mirrors, how do they fucking work? <laughs> There's just in real life. Yeah, that has nothing to do with movies or the podcast. We just we're fucking mind blown by mirrors. We love horror movies, but mirrors in particular. Yeah. Have you I... seen Mirrors with Kiefer Sutherland? I ain't. It's a, it was like 2008. I want to say horror okay. remake of a Japanese film. It was like the studio's last attempt to like, let's remake some successful Japanese horror movies. And so they did Mirrors. And I think that was the last big one. Maybe Shudder came after it, but cool concept, but uh, okay, not cool. great. Oculus, on the other hand, amazing mirror movie. That's a good mirror movie. They don't do too much like mirror stuff, though. It's all about just like possession. You're right. It's, so the mirror is the focal point, but there's no the kind mirror, of direct mirror effect. The mirror is a character more than it is like there's lots of mirrors. The mirror is responsible images. for all the yeah. shit, but there's no kind of cool mirror effects. Yeah. Apparently Poltergeist 3 has a lot of fun mirror stuff. That's cool. what inspired Mike Flanagan to make Oculus. Oh, sweet. So we'll get there, but it'll take two years because we got to do the first one and then the second one. It's going to take two years because we have to get through the rest of this anthology and we still haven't even said the best part of Robo-Eye, which is when he gets his Robo-Eye shoved down his throat. Oh my god! <laughs> but when he's hacking it, anything I knife to the eye. I mean, this is what makes the end of, or I don't want to say what. Um, have you? Uh, I can't even say what movie because that would be a spoiler. But I want you to watch this movie, so forget everything. But it's very exciting when someone's wow. cutting their eye out. <laughs> god damn it! I really so you just recommended a movie. You just recommended a movie to me that you're not going to tell me what it is, and I should watch it. I'm just going to do it because it's not too big of a spoiler. I've uh, okay, yeah, just do it. No, have you seen? Well, does that did that scene bring any movies to mind? 
Um, it brought uh, the this week's episode of um, Fear the Walking Dead to mind. Oh, oh yeah, not aware of that. But there's no other movies that you've seen that have come out in the last two years where someone is stabbing their eye willingly. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, well, and I'm going to at some point recommend this movie, but it'll be far enough away from this recording. Well, no, I just it won't even do it. I'll be like, oh, have you seen this movie? Because I I say that to you ten times every time we hang out. So this will just be another recommendation, and then you'll watch it one day, and And you'll be like, this was the fucking one. Let's let's um code word. What's the code word for this movie? You're gonna reveal to me one day, and then you'll just say that's the. uh, No, you'll know. There's no need for code word because once you see it. On, oh I'll recommend God. it for other reasons. In the short, it was such an <laughs> exciting thing to watch, right? Like anyone, anyone gouging their own eyes because the okay. eyes are just like you don't want to touch them, you know? It's yeah, it's, it's a very sensitive. It's part. one of the worst places to stab. Yeah, to be stabbed. Yeah, I and agree. he is hacking it out, and then we get like an out of perspective with him just covering, like his hand covered yeah. in and blood. And then at that moment, he sets the eye down, which is still recording and still seeing ghosts. Yeah, um, but he can't. And then basically, he gets dragged away by a bunch of horrible dead ghosts he can't see and then they shove an eyeball down his throat yeah awesome and it's like sort of in this act of like defiance to like you want to see us see this you know like i like that like you're reading into like yeah. this is why we're gonna do this seemed like and endows them with such an intelligence and she you, just in like we're, we were talking about with that exposition of like um you, you pay attention to them you give them more power yeah you know that seems like a direct response you know that's them going back and getting the eye this is the yeah. impetus that eye is the impetus everything yeah I, I like that that's good because i i saw that ending is a little bit silly just him the like why is the camera going down like it just seemed it's not necessarily for the narrative it's more for the viewer right. to like see the i can see that i can also see as like and we see a lot of camera a lot of camera shots of uh stomach body parts yeah across these different shorts yeah no you're totally right about across, that. across a couple of them had an alien feel on that one anyway all right so now we go to my number three because I, I thought robo i was better than um zombie. i'm trying to remember your zombie, zombie bike, bike. <laughs> yeah i thought robo i was better than zombie bike but i did guess i guess your number one would be zombie bike you thought i'd be number one i thought you would bike. fucking love it mostly because of your love of zombie things your love of walking dead yeah because like walking dead i love i'm big into zombie movies I still yeah have you not... pitched a few zombie ideas for scripts to me before that sound delicious so i just figured that you would love that and then mm-hmm. our as per our earlier conversation about the pov being the perpetrator yeah. i thought oh he's gonna love the zombie one because now it's a pov from a zombie and sure enough right when the thing started you excitedly said oh it's gonna be from the perspective of the zombie yeah. you were so pumped yeah right as it started and he got bit and he's running away and he's got that like gopro on his head on his helmet you figured um, i'm out. like is this gonna be like a zombies pov awesome and i like crossed my arms and i was just like ready to get into it it's sure so, enough yeah. that's exactly what they're doing they showed the whole process of like the people who discover his like dead body as he's reanimating and he gets them and then he's got this little threesome and they walk together and they like fuck up a, uh, some barbecue party or whatever and it's, and yeah it's so exciting and fun like it, you have you have no idea where kind of it's going the fact that they stumble upon a party after and it switches to the found footage of the birthday party yeah. is so cool it's like and it, and I mean, I know it was, there's like cuts and stuff in it, but like some of those, like the scene at that birthday party was like, it felt like one big long shot of like this one zombie and like still holding on to some shred of humanity, which is very interesting. 
Um, welcome back to Dave's Corner, uh, Dave's Game Corner. You can't do two in one episode. Um, this, uh, well, we're doing an, um, an episode about four different short films. You can fuck yourself on that. You know, hey, well, you don't need to get harsh okay, about yeah, it. But sorry, I think, it. but I do take your point. We are doing yeah. four short films, so I guess we have to deal with four Dave's Game Corners. Yeah, sorry, I jumped. I got a little... You got real aggressive little, and defensive there. <laughs> I told you to fuck yourself. You can dish that. it out, but like the second you get dished it to, you're like, fucking, you fucking son of the fuck out. That's actually um, a story... Um, from the Halo universe about one of the Marines that gets infected by the Flood Parasite, which is basically space zombies. Wow, Halo sneaks in zombies into the... I had no idea. So Halo sneaks in the number one greatest zo- like zombie ever. It's space zo- called the Flood. Um, it's a space parasite. It's the that greatest thing familiar. ever. That sounds familiar. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, anyway, there's uh, one of the Marines um, right before Master Chief arrives uh, to this uh, place on the first Halo installation. Mm-hmm. Um, this <laughs> Marine is infected, and uh, there's actually a whole book uh, that's canon in the Halo universe um, written where his storyline is prevalent. Written by the writers of the game as well? I believe it was by Eric Nyland. But, um, no, um, William C. Dietz wrote it. it it's uh, it's, um, it's part of the Halo universe, but it shows this one Marine hmm. who is still holding on to their humanity inside of an infected zombie body. Um, and it felt very reminiscent of this, and that definitely played into why I loved it so much. Cool. You should yeah. lend me your second Xbox 360 so I can try <laughs> playing it sometime. Yeah. Uh, you seem a little possessive about it. You, uh, It's like you had the idea to lend me it, and then you quickly thought, like, I can't get rid of my second Xbox what 360. What happens if I just have one Xbox? Then I can't what do be, I do? No, I can't, I can't <laughs> risk that. Um, are you done Zelda? Uh, yeah, and I bought Mario Galaxy 2 well, that's, from EB Games. That's at, awesome. It's they're fun. It's a fun place. Those are game. fun platformers. Yeah, but I get bored easily. Like I after like I'll do one star at a time. Like I'll get a star and then I'll yeah. just do something else. Chris, we gotta wrap up this Dave's game corner. I'm sorry. I know you got a lot to say about Mario Galaxy too, but we have to start talking about the. Yeah, back to the zombie bike. This is gonna be a record long episode. I, I hope so. I'm... It will be. It will be record for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I got a lot to say. Yeah, and. I mean, Scary Cats, if you're still listening, good on you. Like, this is this is great. This is long content, um, but I agree that we're fascinating, and <laughs> and you're getting a lot. You're getting like double double Dave's game quarter, which is I just gotta say, really special. I mean, yeah. Dave's game quarter has only been a segment for a little while. We only usually get one an app, so the fact that you're getting treated to multiple of them, I mean, you, you deserve it. Get stigma with this long. That, that's for, this is for you, Scary Cats. Thank you guys so much for listening this long yeah and so super fun zombie pov like and just the watch the watch the zombie transformation happen yeah watch like the hunger for the flesh watch the attempt at eating his own flesh all these elements all of, these really cool things that he tries to do he yeah he takes out he takes the guy's wallet and bites it you know he learns about like he pulls up his shirt he's like ah he's figuring it out he's like he's, stomach and, and he and then like after he's like eaten an appropriate amount of this guy the um uh, the woman who he also bit comes back infected like hilarious this, this it's, it's entertaining and hilarious like when they kind of make eye contact and she yeah. then she realizes like oh a stomach is here yeah. and they just both indulge together they're both going on it it's so cool and then the third guy whose stomach they're eating sits up and he sits gives up. a look of he, he looks at both of them yeah <laughs> and then they all are and then it does a an awkward cut and they're all walking together and it's great it's so and, fun and he gets stabbed in the face gets shot he yeah, gets in the run eye over, run which over is another another consistency across a couple of these he yeah. gets stabbed in the eye and the of, eye gets pulled out i st- yeah you're right you're totally he pulls it out himself 
Um, but yeah, he gets run over by a car. So awesome. It, like all these shots are so interesting. They have got like the prong fork that's in his face is in the shot for a really long time. Yeah. He gets shot and he falls over and then you get this really great wide shot of this dude shooting zombies and then eventually getting taken down. That felt like a little video game in that split second him yeah. shooting all of them but then he couldn't get that last one jumped that, on his back that great last stand that always yeah. results in the one getting you from the back and then the cell phone ringing which is that triggers that moment of humanity when yeah. he Where realizes he, yeah are you okay and he looks around and he sees all the carnage and how terrible it is and he's still got enough of his humanity left over to shoot himself in a moment of clarity yeah, he pulls like the gun on his own head. get out style which you you said exactly yeah because in get out they have just that shred of humanity enough to destroy yeah. themselves and when it comes to them you know it came to him in that phone call yeah you know, he's like, he's like moaning. He like realizes it's him. Yeah. that part of his brain takes over again and he's able to yeah. kill himself. And I thought as, that was just like, just to say why this one is a little higher, like one rank higher for me than you mm-hmm. is like, as far as zombie stuff goes, like that is a, I've just never seen that perspective before done well. Like it's a, it's a cool extension and a unique, like new move to do for zombie movies yeah. for sure. And just a great example of all the different things that could happen. Like yeah. A lot of stuff happens to this one zombie. I know. Like the, that's what is so exciting about this as a VHS movie for me is each of these shorts are whole universes that they're just like condensing into such short amount of time, Yeah, which is a way to do a short, you know, like each, any one of these could work as an interesting feature, but there's so much more potent and exciting when you only have 15, 20 minutes to well, really see all of them. Yeah, like think about if I was online and I watched a short film, like 15, 20 minutes, and it was Zombie Eye or whatever. Zombie Eye, wow. Uh, Robo Eye or Zombie Bike, yeah. you know, something like that. Um, I would, even the Alien Invasion one, probably the next thing I did after watching that 15, 20 minutes was throw on another similar length, similar feeling short. Yeah. Because I would want more. Yeah. You know, you know four, like it's, sort of four or five of them yeah. all in a row. That's what's so hard about watching this movie I found even this time, especially after what we chose was our favorite one, is the second these shorts end, I'm so interested and compelled and sucked into that universe, and all of a sudden now yeah. I have to like go to a new one and reset it. Yeah. Like I'm so I, For all of these ones, and I think that's why it's smart that the alien one is the least exciting one is kind of posted at the end, because each one of them, I'm so pumped and jazzed on the short I just watched that it takes a moment of adjustment to, to be open to the new world that I'm being exposed to with the following short. Yeah, yeah, uh, but they do a really good job about... I don't know. They're they're just very effective about getting you into the new world. Yeah, and I think the stitching narrative in between all does a good job of cleansing your palate, giving you a second yeah. to be like, you're in an anthology. Let's get back to reality yeah. before bringing in the other idea. I did find it a lot easier to follow this one. Like, I mean, follow the division of the stories in this one, right? Than even the um, the first VHS, and even though one of the first VHS movies is like takes place entirely on like webcam. Yeah, like FaceTime. But look at even the first two, like Amateur Night to that Hotel Honeymoon one. They're both taking place in hotel rooms, so yeah. it's natural that they would blend together for you and be confusing on yeah. even a first watch. And the the first and last one in that one are both from the perspective, like first person, right? Yeah, the one with the yeah. glasses and the other one, the teddy bear mascot costume. So this one maybe works better because they're such. I mean, like we go to Indonesia for one of the shorts, yeah. and we're it's in a different language. That one, that one was remarkably different. We're gonna talk about that one very soon. We'll get to it. But um, back to Zombie Bike. What else? What else do we want to say? About I that? thought it, they started balling on that one because, like, he he puts on his helmet. He's got his bike. You have no idea what in the world is going on. He makes the call, and he's like, "Hey, just I'd take the bike out for a spin." Yeah. Okay, be careful. I love you. Love you too. And it's like nothing. And then the Encounters music. A woman on the path. Well, I mean, the music comes in, and he just starts 
flying down this path, hitting jumps, and it's like all first person on the GoPro, and uh-huh. it's like really exciting. And a second and I camera was like, on the bang. bike, right? That's yeah. shooting up at his face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was there? Yeah, that's how we kept seeing his reactions every time he was landing. There was some like on the handlebars or something like that. Oh, okay. Because when he parked it then and went over to the the girl, we saw a perspective of that as well. So there was a second camera. Oh, okay. Sure, on the bike. All right, that makes sense. Um, And yeah, and then it just like starts. This innocuous zombie infection just begins. There's Mm -hmm. a few of them in the woods. and With first you see a woman screaming, coming to the path, and you don't know what it could be. Is there a killer after her? She starts the puking, yeah. Then the puking starts, and you're like, okay. What's happening? Yeah. Oh, God, it's so that's good. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. That's a really exciting short. And that's how you could know, like, right when he like fell down on his hands and knees and started puking, it was really early. It was like in the first like two or three minutes. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's happening to him too. Great. Like, you know, they're not holding anything back. They're like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Mm-hmm. It's a very very satisfying short. If you love zombies, holy shit. Like, oh, it's a, it's a must see, pretty much, right? Yeah. Like, it's such yep. a new different thing. For the zombie genre that if you love zombie movies, this needs to happen. Yeah. And oh man, when he, um, when that guy was trying to get his kids all in the minivan. Holy shit. Yeah. That was like probably the most tense part. And that guy got away. He he did, but you didn't think he was going to. Yeah. Like when he was kind of on the hood of the car, you're like, oh fuck, he's not going to make it. Yeah. And it's this, so this movie was like, it was equally entertaining and tense, but also hilarious. Like there was something so funny about like those three or four girls in the van just screaming but muted yeah like to have these kids just like freaking out and was, yeah he's and like, we're the zombie we're empathizing with the guy trying yeah. to yeah well i was hoping they would get away I did. <laughs> <laughs> there's but, something even subconscious though that happens when you're watching like a pov from yeah you just feel it's it feels like you you yeah. want their interests to like be forefront yeah. so like it's one thing to have an awesome zombie movie where you're showing the perspective of the zombie the whole time but that's another thing to like have that shred of humanity element that's that's, that's the going twist. the extra mile yeah, you know? yeah, yeah yeah to say oh in this world zombies still retain a bit of who they were before there's this um the sort of long-running theory that like a lot of zombie stories have this in it if you think of walking dead one of the i think it was like the trailer even for the whole series when it started was rick walking in this abandoned parking lot and there's a little zombie girl mm-hmm. and he looks under a car and there's a like t- a bunny or a teddy bear on the ground and the little girl picks it up and then just like is carrying it with her there's this little bit of humanity left mm. you know maybe even early in the process is it hasn't like the infection hasn't destroyed that part of the brain yet right um so like yeah in walking dead um even in the um the and this is a much, much zoomed out, like larger scale thing. But in Romero's original Day of the Dead, they spoke. And they, that's where like brains comes from. They spoke right. and they weren't completely detached from their humanity. Anything like that. That's so cool. like the fact that it exists, like that they're acknowledging that in the early stages of this infection, like maybe like something like Alzheimer's or something. Like you come back from it now and then. Like you come back to yourself. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that's you interesting. Know? It reminds me of like um, the notebook. Where, oh god uh where uh, like um she, this, this no no she finally comes this has back. to be a notebook free podcast it reminds me this horror movie reminds me of the notebook where um she's got terrible alzheimer's but um she does come back not just in these little moments and like here's a story but she comes fi- back finally and remembers oh that's who you are not yeah. just for the one moment like every 10 minutes but like one moment after years and years finally yeah. she has it yeah that's you interesting know? i've never really thought about zombies as 
amnesiacs. <laughs> well, in the early stages, their brains are still partially alive. Like, yeah. You know, or at least that. Yeah, it would make sense that it would atrophy like... over time slowly. Yes, exactly. So there's this very early, early component of the infection or when you come back or reanimated where that part of your brain is also reanimated. Yeah. So I thought that was really, really cool thing to explore that could never existed have existed with a zombie character who hadn't been infected moments before on screen. It was cool. I can't think of another. Well, you just mentioned Romero at the beginning and maybe Walking Dead. But are there other kind of big zombie movies where the zombies are showing signs of being human? Warm bodies. Oh, I never watched that one. <laughs> Me either, but I know that. But that's that's well, that's a new. It's right. A, they're kind of human, right? Yeah, yeah. It's from the perspective of him and he's wandering and yeah. wandering around. Yeah. I remember the trailers. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not totally interested in that idea because I love this the sacred idea of zombies are unbeatable in all ways, and when you get it, it's over. That's it. You're toast. I don't like. Yeah, it's immunity. nice to have those hard lines. Yeah. I don't like. There's still people, and they can come back. They can be cured. They can be. No, I don't like any of that. Right. You know, even Shaun of the Dead, like he they keeps him on like a chain in his like shed. Yeah. At the end of it, right? He still is like a zombie, but like they made made it kind of funny. Did you but, ever see Fido? Yes, I did see Fido. I'm impressed. That's great. That yeah. was like a really like, sorry. That's condescending, but yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, absolutely. It was a very under the radar movie that just kind of came out. And I happened to see it. I would never have on my own, but I did happen to see it, and it was all right. Yeah, it's like that's another fun, it's weird, a silly kind of. It's so silly. It's, it doesn't take itself very seriously, no, which I like. No, uh, um, yeah. But in a future where, for those who don't know about about it, in a future where zombies, the zombie zombie apocalypse has happened. It's been contained. We've got awesome technology that. We can put in the form of a collar around a zombie's neck and they can simply be our servants. So we have zombie butlers and yeah. house cleaners and that's fine. And that's it. That's <laughs> that's all it is. But then the impetus for the movie or the plot for the movie is, oh, suddenly one's malfunctioning because yeah. everyone's gotten used to the zombies at this point. It's like yeah. decades deep into them doing this. It's like a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. A dog is a, a wolf dog servant that could you know rip your throat out, but yeah. they tend not to. That brings us to our favorite, what we agree on, which another high five, because holy shit, I love this short so much. It blows my fucking mind. It's insane. When I was excited to watch this movie, I was excited to see this again, because it had been four years since I had seen it. This was until things started happening. Yeah. This was undoubtedly my least favorite. Going through it. Slow start for you. And the reason being, I'm like, this is exactly the sacrament. Like... I was thinking about the sacrament a lot this time. That's too, yeah. all is like, I know this story. I know the, you know, the cult commune leader makes them kill themselves. I know this story and I don't yeah, care. But there's a, a huge gulf between the realism yeah. of sacrament and the supernatural reality that's, of this movie, this th- cult movie. That's why I needed to earlier in this recording. I needed to say, I'm like, eh, it is a cult movie, but no, it's a supernatural cult movie. Or it's like, like a cult movie that is a cult is actually right. And they are aware of what they're doing. Yeah. And they're truly summoning a beast to come and initiate a new world order. Yep. And uh, people were exploding. Uh, yeah. Like once things oh, start, man. once once it's pedal to the metal, things start kicking into overdrive, right? You see the thing scurrying across the ceiling that he, the main yeah. leader explodes in front of the guy. Yeah. Like shit is just yeah um, on overdrive and from that and moment it, on it's just so it's, exciting it starts with that incredibly lo-fi feel like we're not we're not going crazy here we're not gonna try to like you know break our earthly bonds and do anything insane we're just we're we trust this guy and we're gonna do what he says and uh, there's that weird like pregnancy thing when the guy goes downstairs yeah. and sees the woman and you're like oh man are they doing what's your relationship with the children? And I'm like, I'm looking for that. I'm like, what is the weird thing he's doing with the kids? Where are these kids from? Who are their mothers? What's and happening? What he, his answers are always so ambiguous. 
and and just like um just like i was saying about robo eye the fact that these characters, right? The fact that behind this documentary film crew, like you could write a script like this and it's just a documentary film crew coming in and doing this and this happens. But to add these extra relational elements of one is cheating on the fiance yeah. of one with the other guy, yeah. like to have this, it just gives so much depth to it. And you can do it in such a short amount of time. Like watching I, these shorts is kind of a masterclass in writing shorts because it shows you how, absolutely. how to broaden the universe, how to really humanize the characters and create an empathy with you in such a short amount of time. It makes me wonder if that is like fully the motive behind that kind of writing or if there's something to be said about when you have 20 minutes because this is what i learned a lot from this one is just like you're saying is like these things start and you have no idea where they're going to take you so every little drop that the writers give you takes you in a direction pretty effectively right so it almost feels like some of them not necessarily to throw you off or to trick you for like definitively but like by throwing in a like a tricky relationship thing that's being overheard by microphones and cameras that like, yeah, you know, they couldn't know that he's standing at the the back of the van right now. I think you're right. I think, stuff. I think it does both. It, it like, it gives you the depth and at the same time distracts you from it. Cause does. you're like, Oh shit, are they cheating on? He's cheating on it, her fiance. So you almost for a second, forget about the tension of yeah. the threat of this leader, this cult leader. Kind of it. What it did for me is it like made me think of how those two things were going to come together is like, I'm seeing this crazy leader and I'm connecting it to the sacrament. I'm like, are a bunch of people going to die? Is this going to happen? Is she going to be put in danger? But yeah. him with this knowledge, is he going to like perpetrate some violence on her? Like it was like shaping up to me from my perspective with that information is like, this guy now has cause to be a villain. You know what I mean? When they gave me that info, that's what my brain told me. Right. Is like, now he's got sort of license to like, yeah, you know, be really upset. That's exciting because that's that's a bit of a mis mislead because the saying, force yeah. is so yeah, evil yeah. and crazy that he doesn't have time to be angry at the dude who has been sleeping with his fiance. Exactly, that just gets thrown way to Did, the back burner. For yeah, so for me, I'm like, how is he just found that out? Yeah. When a character finds out secret information about someone who's very close to, that's gonna explode at some point in the film. Yeah, and things did explode, but it but wasn't not that. in that way. Not, not at not all about relationship. the relationship. Uh, side I mean, of it. so many insane moments of tension, like before things kick in overdrive, like the one documentarian approaching the table, and it's just a body covered, and you're like, "Is it the girl? Is it the fe- the female filmmaker who we just learned was yeah. pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening?" Slowly pull down, and then she kind of comes to life. Um, she like wakes up and is like in like just despair and she's yeah. so freaked out about what just happened to her body. Yeah. Yeah. Which some, she's like some remnants open. of the void too, right? Things yeah. coming out of the stomach. Very, very blood the everywhere. Void. Yeah. There was even like some contorted bodies at points, right? At point, like they would, a camera would go around the corner and you'd see someone craw- like spider crawling. Well, there was, um, when the first, like he was walking towards the door and like it exploded, right? Yeah. That's Slowly where she approaching was. and then boom. Yeah, he had that like pipe. He's ready. He's like, time to fight. I'm gonna. I have to get her out of there. She's screaming. The door explodes, and then while he's laying on the ground, dazed, some the, this little girl spider crawls on the ceiling. On the ceiling, out. That's I think the only time you see it. That, but then there was another. Maybe it was a different short, but at some point watching VHS two, there was like a shot of someone spider crawling like the void, where the neck was twisted, and I thought it was in the the cult one. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, but regardless, it was yeah, so exciting as they're it. going down the hall and just looking in the various rooms. Once shit starts happening, yeah, like looking at even at the beginning, it's so effectively creepy, right? You're seeing all these kids singing the song, drawing pictures, yeah, 
right? Uh, and then like all the shots of he whips around a corner and it's just a bunch of adult men shooting themselves in the head. Like that was maybe the best shot in the whole thing was when shit. they were all standing there and he ends his little thing and they all raise their guns. Amen. Boom. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. They, all, they all go down and then more are running in. They have shotguns and stuff. Like it had this real human people are murdering each other and that's terrible. And then in not very long, you go around another corner and all those people who were dead because they drank poison or they shot themselves are standing up again. Yeah. You know, like that. What's happened? Wait, you thought people who drank their poison then were resurrected at some point? It seemed that way. Like, didn't all like the little kids stand up? The kids were all, they all went white eyed at one point, but it seemed like there were different classrooms too. It was, it was, it was a little vague, right? Yeah. Like it was hard to, I didn't even really get a sense of what this building was because we went down a lot of hallways, a lot of stairs, but I couldn't it's, reconstruct this building for you. Oh, definitely not. No, no, no. It was very maze-like yeah. and, and huge. Yeah, but it, it didn't matter in a sense because you're just enjoying the anarchy of it all, right? Like when you're running down, people are shooting themselves in the head. Kids are singing hymns. People are fucking and covered in blood on a bed. And blood just spurting, yeah. And then um, from, he he... Man, I think we're we're messing up the timeline here, but that's fine. Um, we finally get down after the explosion, after the cult leader just explodes right on camera, which is so exciting. Which is one so good. Holy the guy has fuck. a gun. He's like, "Don't come any closer." He's like, "Oh, silly boy," or something like that. Those you, you have no use for those things anymore. Yeah, it has happened. He just, he just exploded literally, and we see like a piece of his torso when he walks by. That's the image that is stuck in my head. Like, so over the yeah. years with VHS 2, it's always that guy covered in blood standing in the hallway is what I think of. He goes, he goes just so insane. He's the best when he's singing and walking down the hall and they're all holding her by like her arms and legs and dragging her behind him. That was such a great scene. It's, it's terrifying. Su- yeah. God, such a great melding because again, up until the point where supernatural stuff started happening, I really didn't love this one because like he was great. Everyone was great. The performances were good. I'm like, it's just, I know it's going to happen. I uh, mean, I, I fully agree. Like yeah. rewatching it this time, watching at least up until the shit's kicked into overdrive. I was just yeah. thinking, okay, this is like the sacrament, but less interesting. Maybe because we had just watched the sacrament recently, yeah. but I'm, I always knew like in the back of my head, Oh, once the shit starts hitting the fan, then it'll yeah. get exciting again. And it just totally did any, any component where like it changes from, because the sacrament is not supernatural at all. It's human agency. Exactly. And when it changes, to the point where that's not the case anymore. One thing I wanted to say too is that this movie did not spare any expense when it came to gore, specifically people shooting themselves in the head. I think almost in every short except for the alien one, there's a graphic scene where someone shoots themselves in the head and then the camera will always end up staring directly at them. Think about the zombie yeah, at the end of the zombie right. bike. You can see the heads kind of squirting out of them. His, he was fucked up by the end of it. Yeah, his head was just destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And in then, in the robo eye, you just you always see the blood kind of coming out of his head. There's no big graphic shot in the face one there, but in the he did have a one, big graphic bloody like jamming a knife into his head to pluck the eye out. Yes, you could yeah. like blood went everywhere. Like yeah, a, which like the, it like, was all up to your imagination, but it was like because you saw no, the blood no, no, cl- because, cover the eye. Well, yeah, the what was exactly was happening? The blood didn't just cloud the vision. You saw like the internal like there's almost like the eye like went in and rotated so it was like on the inside of his head there was like blood and gore all around the vision of the eye yeah it was yeah i took it as like just when he started stabbing the blood flooded from the vision of the i, eye I feel like out. i was seeing like yeah bits of stuff like right it was, uh, anyway it but was regardless the, in awesome the, yeah it was and then the cult one we saw so much uh, gun explosion gore right yeah. like when it, people were individually shot and then one that the camera guy. guy had to shoot and then he looked back down and it showed the trajectory of the bullet that guy like, shot separating. himself that guy shot himself on the ground he was like struggling with this guy who was holding the gun who was like 
they were you're right you're right he, you're and right. he pulled it to his own head and said like i'm sorry or forgive or whatever and shot his own i was head. i was getting him mixed up with the other scene because so much happened so fast uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i was getting that mixed up with the scene of the guy who was just going to four people kneeling and just shooting them boom, in the back boom, of the head boom, one boom, by boom. one yeah and they got insane yeah, the last guy so wait the last guy i guess that was him right he shot himself after shooting yeah. the four of them and yeah. that was the yeah but we got beautiful shots of all the gore so where they did maybe spare some expenses in showing the aliens and showing um, the ghosties in robo eye when it comes to like the blood on the face for a lot of these shirts, whatever yeah. it was incredible. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. The zo- especially the zombie and the cult one. Yeah. The zombie one was awesome for like gore effects. Like there, were, there was a lot of big bites. Yeah. Um, sort of like reveal gore rather than the moment of. Yeah. Cause the camera itself would be looking like just above where the gore was happening. Cause the mouth is below the GoPro on the right. top of the helmet. So you'd always look back to some big bite mark out of someone, which is the easiest way to do things, first of all. But like, it's just a brilliant way. I'm so curious if like all four of these shorts got the same budget, because that would seem insane to me. Because the cult one in Indonesia, look, it's there's so much happening. How could that cost the same as the alien one? Like the alien one just used strobe lights and costumes. And then how about when we finally see this? Oh fucking, yeah, let's talk about this. Here this, we go. Because again, we this teased comes back earlier to, about some bad, um, yes, costumes. bad makeup costumes, and this is probably one of the biggest flaws of this short is how goofy yeah. ass looking Our, <laughs> this this goat demon is that emerges from the stomach. Our number one favorite. Um, short film in this anthology also has the number one silliest. I would disagree. I would I would take this goat demon over the aliens. No way. I, a simple totally white would. long-fingered versus a dumb goat-headed but the horned. Go- the goat-headed looked dirty. It looked silly. <laughs> Papa. It's Papa. Papa. Is that what he said? Yeah. It looked like, <laughs> while it still looked goofy, I thought the aliens just looked like something you could buy at Costco. Whereas at least it looked like there was some artistic mm-hmm. merit put into... Like the face and the horns, and I agree that I we I mean we both agree that they're both silly, but if I, I had to pick one, I think the aliens are less silly because um, with like just low light, they look like yeah. If we had like, some fucking low light in that it, short, it's like minimalist, almost like it's sure it's not the greatest costume I've ever seen, but it's also just these like there's no feature or detail for me to go like dumb. It's just simple like like the monsters from uh the descent like it's not a very complex oh but look. The, i think those things look amazing well compared to yeah these no no aliens. i know but that's full studio budget like i'm saying like thematically they're the same and, yeah uh, for if it, me if with it was low student, lighting if it was a student film if this is a final project at ryerson film program or something like that awesome the alien one would have loved it but the fact that it is this anthology and it has to keep up with these other high caliber shorts or whatever it falls a little shorter but we we agree that holy shit that goofy ass goat demon alien thing that comes out it's it's still effective it's not enough to destroy the film it was still our favorite one i oh yeah no that was definitely like the best short film but it, it definitely was a weird moment of like uh what the fuck is this yeah, thing just don't show, show me a shadowy figure of some kind with yeah. implied horns and that's holy fine. shit that's perfect dim the light again our same criticism of the fourth one the alien <laughs> one just dim that light down so we can't see it and leave more to the imagination and that would scare yeah. us more instead we get a well-lit goat ass demon with horns which might as well have been a puppet on a stick yeah like, which understands Papa? which understands itself as the son of this one this. documentarian filmmaker yeah well i mean it just like imprinted like a duckling because like it's saying papa but like referring to the the leader no they were calling that father so you're saying was this saying father okay it was it saying said it was saying papa it was for at sure at the end for sure it said papa yes and that's because 
so this is how I take the short. It's okay. that document. That guy is the one who cheated on the other filmmaker with the woman who's pregnant. You're right. So and that, that was her baby. That was her baby. But the second they showed up, they put You're that right. necklace around her. Remember? They placed that necklace on her. It so it gives me, gives me the impression that that demoned up the baby and made the baby the Antichrist or whatever this figure is for the cult. And then it gives birth to it. But while this baby's a demon, it still recognizes that part of its father is the sky yeah, and that's why it chases right. after the car totally which is very right. exciting the car is driving away and yeah, you hear like the you thing away, in the background but it like gets around beside him and hits the car because it's a side. fast moving thing yeah. yeah so it's a goofy ass thing but it does not the goofy nature of how it looks does not take away with, yeah. from how exciting the short still it, is it doesn't completely take away i really think that's the worst part of not only the that but short, the whole thing the whole thing was it that. does it is a little bit of a buzzkill but i mean that's how i would have done it with a dumb guy in a suit, <laughs> like looking over like Pokeru. It looked it so looked stupid, man. Kind of looked like Pokeru. I really, really loved that short, and we both said it was our number one. But I must say that that was the part that because I was like most. The like, most exciting us. part of the short is when he's running through the carnage in the hallways. Right, yeah. that's where it kicks in overdrive. But if anything, and, for a short but, okay. as a part of an anthology, that might having a goofy ass thing in the last second might be effective for ending the short and getting you ready for the next one let's um you just made me think of something i'm sorry to like no go ahead you. but so when he's running through all that carnage there's that part like near the end of his like escape after he's running from the actual like horned demon baby thing absolutely he's seeing he sees the thing start to come out of his the woman he's cheating on with yeah or she's cheating on him with very whatever. like the void by the way that yeah part. oh coming right out of the stomach but but like but way bigger than it could doesn't make any be. yeah exactly it's just like I mean. growing out of you it's yeah. like a fucking mary poppins bag this yeah. alien is just exactly out of. well well said thank you um, and so from there he he starts running and then that's when all the big carnage scenes happen when you're seeing those carn- that's what i'm talking about those carnage scenes um one of those scenes is like a straight up zombie man a dude who's clearly dead and starts like <laughs> hambling closer to him and then he's pushing them away from him he's running through like crowds the of crowd them, yeah. where they're all like they're clearly all bloody and fucked up and dead yeah i think those i think those, those are the same zombies. room i think that's the same room of the people that killed themselves and once they they're dead back. yes okay i've got it now got so it. once they all kill themselves then they because all the kids drank in the classroom and all the dudes shot themselves in the face but then they get resurrected and then that's, that's when they have the white eyes so when okay. he goes by through the classroom the second time, he sees all the kids are there and they're awake despite having had the drinks, but they have white eyes this time. Then he goes through all the people who killed themselves, but they have white eyes this and time. And they're all bloody and fucked up from being shot in the head by yeah. themselves. But what's, okay, I can't but they all did zombie come back. Yes. That's what I was trying yes. to say. Okay, okay. You're right. So they all did come back. Okay. But what is what is confusing is just the architecture of this place. Like they really don't, I really never knew where I was in the building at any point in this movie. Just call it a compound and like it just will make sense of it. It's like a prison. Yeah. Yeah. But Without, like bars and stuff, mm-hmm. it's just like corridors that seem like they're underground mm-hmm. and like just all concrete, no windows. But it is it is so exciting that he gets through the kids, that he gets through all the male crowd. Like it's exciting every time he emerges, see the next yeah. horrifying thing in the next room, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought he was getting eaten at one point, just straight up, but it didn't happen, and that was great. And then he theoretically lives because yeah, things it's his son. All right, maybe let's go to the Instagram comments Instagram right now. Instagram comments. Thanks for leaving comments, everyone. Continue to do that. We love hearing from you. On our episode of The Void, Jamie O'Rourke said, bored me to physical pain. Oh, wow. 
This is great. This is one of the first negative <laughs> comments we've had. And it's okay because the negativity is directed to us, in which case we'd probably flip out at Jamie O'Rourke. But it's directed towards read the movie. It. Definitely not read it on the podcast. I, I kind of would want to. <laughs> I, I would, would want love to. to. In Dude, like a Jay I... and Silent Bob kind of way, I'd want to call out every single <laughs> hater online, track them down. Um, yeah, okay. Maybe that's not for you. Thanks for um, commenting, but you know. I have wow. That's There's, weird. Yeah, Bored to physical pain. Physical pain. I mean, I get the physical pain. Damn, what kind of excitement? What do you do in your spare time? Please comment things you like because if The Void, one of the coolest movies I've seen in a really long time, bored you to where you're feeling physical pain in your body, I would love to feel uh, or to watch something that made you feel excited. Yeah, so maybe, you know, <laughs> bo- if body horror isn't your thing, then maybe you'll get bored by The Void, okay? Because The Void is it's body horror and it's the claustrophobia. It's a few group of great characters being trapped in in a specific area if that's not your kind of horror movie then you know jimmy o'rourke go watch a slasher go watch a supernatural ghosty one yeah i'd be curious to what jimmy o'rourke likes i'm super curious if someone gets that bored at something like that i'm yeah. curious what's fun and royalty but not how not spelled how you think r-o-i-l-t-y underscore <laughs> shop royalty shop. shop said keep dabbing no we're done dabbing I uh, see. So, in 2017, <laughs> dabbing is kind of a ambiguous word, right? There are two there main are things several, that come to mind. Yeah, several ambiguous or words. Two, two I know of. Two. Uh, number one, weed dabbing, right? Yep. Taking shatter, hitting yep. that, and uh, then the other is the the thing that teens do or preteens probably, where they just you know you put one hand in the elbow pit, shoot the other hand up to the sky, kind of dance. You know, dance you know what we're talking about. I know, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Keep dabbing. Uh, so I don't know if um, so know royalty that. shop, the ro- the royalty shop, long may it rain, uh, thinks that <laughs> we are hitting shatter or thinks that we're doing this with our hands all the time. I think the hand one. Okay, well, we'll keep on dabbing then, royalty shop. Not me. I'm going to keep on spinning. For all your royalty needs, go to the royalty shop. Also, we've gotten um, some comments on our phantasm post. Um, the Chi Saya shop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell that the c-h-i-i-s-a-i-s-h-o-p uh, yeah never seen this movie um should they should they watch that movie well i mean i need to know a lot more about you in order to make that distinction but if you like going back to you know movies around the 70s and 80s and we were talking about a bit off mic it's like it's kind of almost equal parts campy and super interesting ambitious sci-fi horror yeah but it spawned like the series that we haven't seen yet so like i would say yes because like i don't know it's the same guy. It's worth checking out. There are some super yeah. unique, weird ass things about it's, it. It's super unique, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think it it it's got um cult. What am I? The, yeah, there's enough cult. cult there's enough cult cred for this yeah, horror movie yeah, that yeah, yeah. if you're a fan of the horror genre, you have to kind of see it. Which more is why we saw it within our first thirty episodes. And I think about it a lot. I'm in, excited to see more phantasms. So me too. I'd yeah. say yes. I th- I'd say you should see it. Cool. Thanks, um, Chaizy um yeah nice um and then also on our phantasm um post um our dungeons and dragons group uh comments phantasm 2 is one of my favorites and that's justification right there oh you are getting us excited our dungeons and dragons groups i mean yeah if, the, if yeah. that's your favorite then one of their... we should watch that soon. well i think there are people out there who like there are people not that everyone but there are people out there who like don't like alien but love aliens yeah right? you know i think that there's Probably a lot to be said about people who like, 
I don't love this component of the franchise, but I love what they did with this. And that's what know? makes committing to these franchises like we are so exciting. That yeah. even if the first one, you know, the initiation, the pilot of the franchise isn't the most exciting. The fact that people like the Dungeons and Dragons Club say that the second one is their favorite makes me excited to keep going along down the path of the franchise see the later yeah. chapters see how it expands yeah and uh when when you realize that there's so many of these little series and franchises that exist you know that go on for five plus movies yeah um you kind of don't you know don't necessarily know what to do with that but um the fact that it's somebody's favorite you know one of the additional that's enough for me that like oh yeah. someone loves it so it's not just a total throwaway we can't yeah. write it off entirely yeah there's that and also like you know somebody loves it but it's like the same person involved in the project like that's, that's what huge I, that's what i love about the concept of moving forward with leprechaun is like it's always the same actor moving forward warwick yes davis. warwick like, davis is davis always there and that's for the same reason that's what makes phantasm exciting because yes. it's always angus Shrim, who's the tall man he's going to be in all of them that's what make chucky makes chucky exciting because it's always, it's always the same writer oh. <laughs> always the same writer director throughout the whole series which that's is huge. the only thing chucky can say even phantasm the main phantasm guy don Cossarelli, he he gets off board like at the third or fourth one i think but chucky every single fucking chucky movie is the same person same. that's huge yeah. that is a huge like you know it is it's a new le- level of appeal and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to be great but it gives a certain consistency to the franchise that is unique for sure absolutely yeah thanks for leaving all those comments scaredy cats post on our instagram our facebook let us know what you want to watch let us know what you think about the movies we're watching uh and don't forget to head on over to snapchat and add us our uh, username is text chris dave saw all lowercase easy to find we're going to be the only one we're the only text chris dave saw on all the platforms and uh, that's going to be a super easy way to just like you know see what we're yeah. we're doing that day and check send in us with us something. we'll Ooh, just yeah. be i like that sending a lot of nonsense yeah for your entertainment it's nonsense we got instagram that's going to be all sorts of our movie stuff just check us out yeah um, thanks for listening scaredy cats i've been chris vandenberg and i have been david stonebra and as always this has been the text chris dave saw mask damn it <laughs> chaos reigns chaos reigns Chaos reigns, chaos reigns. It's like the sacrament, but haunted. Chaos reigns. See you next time, scaredy cats.